0: In today's digital age, working remotely is starting to become more and more popular. But what if I told you that working from home can also be more productive, too? I'll I'll share a study with you today that will give you some of the details on that. Plus, what is the most expensive route when it comes to your WordPress website? We're going to talk about this and a whole bunch more on The Rightly Show that helps you start and grow a brand-centric online business through the fusion of form and function. This is The Rightly Show. Hello and welcome to the program. My name is Thomas McGee and this is The Rightly Show. Okay, so a two-year Stanford study has been concluded and astonishingly, it's shown that Productivity has actually increased or it is higher among people who work from home. So it's a really fascinating article over at Inc.com. I'll just read a a portion of it. But it says, there's been much debate about working from home and whether or not it's a productivity boost or a major productivity drain. Paranoid managers envision employees laying on their couches at home in Metallica concert t-shirts, eating Doritos off their belly and watching Ellen. But for Stanford, Professor Nicholas Bloom had a definitive data that points a very different picture or paints a very different picture and, and indicates it's time once and for all to embrace and enable the benefits of working from home. Bloom found a willing lab rat for a groundbreaking experiment in his graduate economics class at Stanford, James Lang, co-founder and CEO of Ctrip. This is China's largest travel agency with 16,000 employees. The CEO was interested in giving employees the work-from-home option because office space in the company's Shanghai headquarters is supremely expensive and because employees had to endure long commutes to work. So it goes on. Uh, enter Bloom, who helped design at least uh, a test where at least 500 employees were divided into two groups, a control group who continued working at the headquarters. Volunteer work from homers who had been given a private room at home at least six months tenor trip uh, with trip, and decent broadband, ac- uh, broadband access as conditions. Uh, so essentially what they did is they, they set up 500 employees who were divided into two groups. Yeah, those who are working from home and those who are working from uh, from the office, so they could kind of do their split test. Uh, so Bloom expected the, the positives and negatives to offset each, other, yeah, offset each other, but he was wrong. Instead, the robust nearly two-year study showed an astounding productivity boost among the telecommunicators equivalent to a full day's work. As it turns out, working from home employees work a true full shift or more versus being late to the office or leaving early multiple times a week and found it less distracting and easier to concentrate at home. Additionally and incredibly, employee attrition decreased by 50% among the telecommuters, They took shorter breaks, had fewer sick days, and took less time off, not to mention the reduced carbon emissions from fewer autos clogging up the morning commute. Oh, and by the way, the company saved almost $2,000 per employee on rent by reducing the amount of headquarter office space. One surprising finding did put a cautionary veneer over going all-in on work from home, however. However, More than half of the volunteer group changed their minds about working from home 100% of the time as they felt too much isolation. So I found this study really interesting because I think one of the preconceived notions about working from home has been that it's difficult to do because it's easy to get distracted. You're not going to get as much work done if, as if you were to work in an office environment. And I found this study really fascinating because it seems to contradict that. They went through, as I, as I mentioned and as it mentions in the article, they went ahead and did a split test. And they found that those who worked from home were actually more productive in a lot of ways. One of the things that I did find interesting is that they did a little bit. They found that a lot of the people who work from home didn't like to work from home a hundred percent of the time, which is also interesting as well. I know for myself, I personally work from home primarily, and I have noticed that when you are able to work from home, it enables you to be a little bit more flexible with your schedule. So, if you're a person who's who tends to be more productive in the evening, like I am, you can actually shift your hours. That direction and it helps you to be more productive. Now on the the offshoot of that, working from home does tend to be a little bit isolating. So one of the things that I've done pretty regular regularly is I'll actually go find a coffee shop to work from, occasionally I'll go, it'll work from like a library or something like that, or you know it's even possible to travel. There's a lot of different options and flexibility. So I'd be really interested to hear from you Uh, if what you do when you work, if you work better in an office environment, work better from home, that sort of thing. So always feel free to jump on over to the show notes, which you can find today at rightly.show slash 58. I'm also going to have a link to this study in today's show notes. So again, that's rightly.show slash 58. I highly recommend you check it out. If nothing else, it's just really interesting to find out that a lot of people are finding it more, uh, more efficient to work from home. One of the other things that's interesting to keep in mind for this as well is if you're planning on growing a team, it used to be 10, 20, 30 years ago, if you wanted to have a team, it was pretty expensive. As this article alludes to a lot of companies, what they do is they have to open up their headquarters. They have to open up a place where they quote unquote do business and then they have to hire and fire and go through employees that actually have to sit at desks in this particular place. If you're trying to run an online business, however, if you're trying to do something where, you know, if you're selling digital products or digital subscriptions or your business takes place largely online, you offer coaching or something like that. We live in a day and an age where you don't necessarily need that headquarters, where you can hire freelancers and contractors and even employees who you don't actually work with face-to-face. You can do things like video calls and video conferencing and that sort of thing. So it opens up a whole new world of possibilities. And what this article is highlighting is that in a lot of ways, those employees or those people whom you work with to build your online business may actually be more efficient than those employees who are hired and paid to sit at a desk. So definitely worth keeping in mind. If you are planning on hiring uh, or starting to build a remote team, you might, you're definitely going to want to check this out because there's a lot of different facets to doing that process but this is an important study to keep in mind so again go to rightly.show slash 58 again that's rightly.show slash 58 become a rightly subscriber and never miss a thing go to rightly.show slash subscribe to get the latest tools resources videos and more best of all it's free rightly.show slash subscribe Okay, so there are a lot of WordPress options out there today. You can Google search online WordPress themes, WordPress developer, and you'll find a lot of options out there. So just to give you a, a really quick background on myself, if you're not already familiar with me or the work that I've done in the past, I'm a WordPress designer and developer. So. I've been designing and developing WordPress websites for the better part of a decade. And so that involves designing them, so doing the wireframing, the mock-up, and then building them from the ground up, actually coding the front end and the back end and all the features and functionality. So I've done that for a number of clients, and then eventually I started uh, I, with a good friend of mine by the name of John Meese, who's now the, uh, the dean over at Platform University. We co-founded a WordPress theme marketplace called Notable Themes. Uh, So there's other episodes I've done in the past where I I go into a little bit more of the history of that. But that's, in a nutshell, that's, that's my background. And so a lot of what I've done in the time that I've been creating WordPress themes and WordPress websites has been helping business owners find the right solution for the type of business that they're running. One of the reasons I started a theme marketplace to begin with was because I saw that there were so many WordPress theme options out there, but none of them solved real tangible problems. I'll give you a quick a quick example. So, for example, it was about two or three months ago. I saw a little Facebook ad or Facebook commercial for a WordPress theme marketplace, and so it was clever, it was well done, it was put together and it was produced really well. Everything the video was nice, but what struck me was the focus of this particular commercial. And it was so similar, it struck a chord with me because it was so in line with what literally every other theme marketplace and WordPress theme solution out there does, which is that they focus upon all of the features. For example, uh, it's got this built in drag and drop editor. It's super easy to use. It's got a ton of icons and templates to choose from and it's colorful and it's beautiful and it's a work of art. And all of these things, but it leaves out why anybody who's running an online business wants a website to begin with. That's to generate leads or to make sales or to book more clients. Those are the problems that a website is meant to solve. And so just about every single WordPress theme marketplace I see out there fails to show how to do this specifically. Because at the end of the day, when you buy a car, your goal isn't to, you don't buy it because you know, the trim is this color or that color that may have something to do with it. But ultimately, you don't buy a car because you just really want to spend some money on, you know, a wireless key entry system. Like that's not why you're buying the car. You're buying the car to get you from point A to point B. Now, if some of those features help in, you know, in that end goal or make life easier or better, that's great, but if they d- but if the car fails to get you from point A to point B, doesn't matter how beautiful it is or what extra features it has, it has to solve that fundamental problem first. So that's kind of that's a problem I see a lot of times. So then one of the questions that comes up pretty often is how much should I pay? How much should I pay for a WordPress website? And so I see a lot of people going to these WordPress theme marketplaces or these WordPress solutions or frameworks or other website solutions, maybe even not even WordPress, and they buy them because, hey look, this theme's like $57 or this one's like $24 or this one's like $4.99 a month or something like this. So there's a lot of solutions out there that are pretty cheap that are on the lower end of the price scale when it comes to running a website. And so I've had people ask me in the past before, like, okay, so what if I wanna get, a WordPress website custom developed. So that is generally going to cost thousands of dollars. Um, I've personally built websites that are tens of thousands of dollars based upon the amount of time and complexity and the value of the website that's being built. That's just the way it is with any market. Uh, but so then one question I've I've heard before and if I you know' it's kind of switching back over to the WordPress theme marketplace I have over at notable themes, one of the questions I, I've had popped up not too often, but every now and then I get this question, why are your WordPress themes so expensive? So some of the WordPress themes over at Notable Themes are, they range anywhere from 197 to 397 And some, uh, some that we're going to be releasing in the future are going to be even more than that. The average theme in a like a theme marketplace will be about $50. So my themes that I create are generally around, like I said, 197 to 397 a piece. And so people ask, so, and again, like I said, this doesn't come up too often, but I do get the question every now and then, why are your WordPress themes so expensive? And my answer to that typically is they're actually not, they're actually extremely undervalued, and here's why. The themes that we've created over at Notable Themes or the the themes that I create for my clients specifically are designed and and are created in such a way as to help build your business. They're created in such a way as to help you make sales. Now, I can't say that a theme in and of itself can just make you sales. You just, you know, you have to have a product that's good. You have to have, you know, specific marketing tactics and training. You have to have an audience whom you're selling to. So the theme itself cannot just make sales for you. But a theme can be set up in such a way and have pieces built into it that make the selling process endlessly easier. And so that's what we've done with our themes over at Notable Themes and so we've seen that not only with the people, you know, with our clients and customers but even with the signature series partners who we work with. So to give you a quick backstory of that, we actually partner with a number of people who are already building big audiences in their particular niche. And it's not just that their name slapped on it. They actually use these WordPress themes and run, and some of them are running million and multi-million dollar businesses using one of these WordPress themes. Again, it's not to say that these themes specifically, you know, you turn them on and you start making money. It's not that. But they follow specific ways of doing business, particular marketing practices that are built into these themes and super easy to set up. The average notable theme people can set up in around 30 minutes. So we've got, you know, Ray Edwards is a copywriting expert and and marketing expert. And he is currently using a WordPress theme by the name of Authority uh, that is also available through notable themes. And this is his official signature series theme. So what we've done is we've gone and we've partnered with a number of different people in the theme marketplace or people who are in different marketing You know, avenues. We've got you know Ray Edwards, copywriter, marketing expert. We've got Jeff Goins, who is uh, a best-selling author. Grant Baldwin, who is a speaking expert. So there's a lot of different niches, and we've crafted and designed and developed WordPress themes for those particular needs. So then we come back to that original question. Well, why should I? You know, how is three ninety seven not expensive? Well, if you were to get a site that delivers those specific features built by a developer, say, for example, if you wanted to hire me to build you a site of that complexity, that was that easy for you to set up or was set up for you, it's going to cost you thousands and thousands of dollars. Now, a lot of people in the past and, you know, continue to pay thousands and thousands of dollars in order to have sites like that built, because they know that once they add their own marketing plan and strategy to it, they're going to see a massive return on an investment. So then the question is, uh, what is the most expensive? Because again, the keyword here is Expensive. Because something is only like the word expensive is typically only used when the value of the thing that you're buying is not there. Or, you know, a lot of times that's when the question mark comes in. You know, that's expensive. The reason why the word expensive is there is because you don't necessarily see the value in what you're purchasing. In other words, it's overpriced, right? So of course, the argument I'm making here today is that they're not overpriced, they're underpriced. So here, in my personal opinion, as somebody who's been kind of neck deep in the WordPress theme marketplace, the most expensive WordPress theme that you can buy is a multi-purposed WordPress theme priced at somewhere around $50. So you might be wondering, well, how can a $50 WordPress theme be more expensive than one that costs $397 or one that I get custom developed for thousands of dollars? And here's the answer. If you were to take a multi-purpose WordPress theme or a theme that has not been designed or crafted or coded with the purpose of building an online business, you are going to have to spend yourself or somebody who you hire an endless amount of extra time to get that theme actually doing something for you other than providing information. So for example, building your email list or selling your books or helping with your product launches or or helping, you know, making it easy to craft sales pages that follow a particular rhyme or reason. So you might spend, say $25, let's say $50, because that's about the average, you might spend $50 on that theme but then you have to configure that theme. And those themes take a long time to set up. And let's say it doesn't. Let's say on the conservative side, it takes you five hours to set up that theme. Okay. So you get that theme set up. Let's say then after you've set that themes, you now have to start creating content on that theme using the frameworks that they have built for you. So consider for a moment now, what is your hourly rate? How much do you like charge for your hourly services. If you don't have one, make a number up. What you know, whatever products or services you offer, and whatever you know hourly services that you offer to your clients, to your customers, whatever it takes, whatever you are usually charged. An important thing to remember is that that is how much you are then having to pay. That's the cost of having to set up that site yourself. So I have personally worked with a number of different. Multi-purpose WordPress themes and themes out there, and one of the things that I found, even as a developer, is that these things take weeks and weeks to set up. Not just to get it to a site where a place where it's up and running, but just to to duplicate a demo site. So that's again, that's part of the reason why I decided to create Notable Themes because the average theme you can get set up in about thirty minutes, as opposed to multiple weeks. So. To recap and to go back to my original point, a lot of these WordPress themes A, take forever to set up, and B, do not solve real problems. So if you go through the process of setting up one of these websites, and it takes you forever, but you finally get it done. However, the lead magnet isn't, you know, particularly strategically placed. There's no lead magnets or call to actions on the content that you're creating. Then you have to get into this question, which is that how much potential business are you missing out on as a result of having a website that is not designed to build your business? And that is a complete variable that could be into the hundreds of dollars, that could be in the hundreds of thousands of dollars. And so that's why I always like to, to think about the process of creating your website, your website, if you are building an online business, your website is probably the most important investment you can make. And so that's why I say a lot of times when people are looking into getting a WordPress theme or getting something custom developed, and you know, I hear someone say, you know, thousands of dollars for a website, that seems really expensive. So you know the most expensive WordPress website you can get costs around $47, and that you have to set up yourself and doesn't actually deliver any actual results at the end of the day. So I wanted to mention that to you mainly just to give you a little bit of a, some insight that I've gained as I've been working in and through and among the WordPress theme marketplaces or just building WordPress themes in general. But even more importantly, I wanted to highlight this whole concept as well to get you thinking a little bit about the pricing of your own products. So if somebody comes to you and says that your product is expensive, is that because they don't necessarily see the value in it, or is it because it actually is expensive? In my, in my experience, a lot of times, it's not necessarily the case that it is expensive. And sometimes it's just working with people to show them and to demonstrate the value in what it is that you are providing to them. For example, you know, a, a $397 WordPress theme is expensive, But it's not uncommon for thousands and thousands and thousands of people to purchase an online course that costs uh, $2,000. Think about that. An online course is meant to teach you about one topic one time. And that's $2,000. A website, on the other hand, can last you years and generate you thousands and hundreds of thousands of dollars in profit. So again, it's always relative. And I think we as business owners have to Become more aware of that, and how we're demonstrating what the value is in what we offer, especially when we're talking about digital products. Because again, digital products—you're not actually selling someone, you know, a collection of videos or a chunk of code or uh, you know, whatever file type it is that you're delivering to them. You're delivering to them transformation. What's the change? What's the difference that the product that you're selling is going to make in their life? So again, I just wanted to touch on that and and give a little bit of insight into the value. I think what I'm going to do actually in a future episode is touch on specifically uh, how to price digital products. What I've learned, uh, like I said, I've worked with a lot of different people who are building really successful online businesses and who have gone through the trials of trying to determine what is value. You know, how much you can charge, how much you should charge and how to deliver value. There's a there's a whole nother element I want to get into eventually into charging more for a product can actually end up um, helping the person you're working with, because they're more dedicated to utilizing that to grow their business and to solve their problem. So again, a lot of different facets to charging for digital products. But again, just wanted to share with you a lot of the different things that I've learned as I've been working in the theme marketplace and building my own online business over the last several years. So one last thing I did want to highlight here is that at Rightly Design, something we like to do is we're always trying to create new tools and resources, whether that's here on the podcast and just sharing whatever we useful tips and techniques we can share with you here. We also have a YouTube channel that I just kind of started getting going where I'm going to do a lot of tutorials and hands on reviews and possibly even some more business highlighting mini documentary type work. So anything I can create, anything I can share with you, you know, in terms of the different clients I've worked with or the the time on and experience I've gained just kind of working in the in the industry. I want to share those with you. Uh, in any medium that I possibly can. So if you're not already, make sure you go to rightly.show slash subscribe and become a subscriber. So as a subscriber, it's totally free. It's kind of like having a VIP membership. So what I'll do is I'll send you regularly links to you know new podcast episodes or videos that I create. And from time to time, I'm, I'm creating new courses or eBooks or a number of different tools that are 100% free that you can get only if you are a subscriber. So again, that's rightly.show slash subscribe. And also feel free to subscribe over at our YouTube channel, which is just rightly.tv. And again, that's where I'm gonna be releasing a lot of different tutorials. Uh, Just a week or two ago, I did a whole review and tutorial on how I use a writing app by the name of Bear. This thing has become endlessly useful and I just wanna continue to share all those tools and resources. With you, So as always, if you're finding The Rightly Show useful, I always appreciate it if you jump on over to Apple Podcasts and leave us a review. That just helps us get found by more and more entrepreneurs and and helps The Rightly Show reach more people. So as always, again, I just want to thank you so much for taking the time to listen to the program today and go out there and create a brand that is truly Rightly Designed. Thank you so much for taking the time to listen to the program. If you found it useful, please take a quick moment to leave us a review and subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Google Play, Stitcher, or the medium of your choosing.